When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, hello once again. It is time for the Pittsburgh Steelers hangover on BTSC. That's behind the steel curtain.com. My name is Brian Davis, Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad if you wish. Alongside me are two of my favorite cohorts to have a hangover with Tony Excedrin Defio and Shannon Bloody Mary White. How are you guys? I am, uh, well, I'll, I'll let Shannon go first. Oh, I, I'm doing fine. So, Tony? I, I'm hung. I'm hung over, as you can see. I had my uh, Bing Cherry energy drink before the show, so I'm still. I'm still on a binge from last night. Bing Cherry energy drink. Wow. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's a little too much for me. It's funny. My son went camping over the weekend, and. Uh, He's in the honor society with scouts and they're like, Hey, we learned, let's not give your son Mountain Dew after nine 30. I'm like, I don't think he's ever had Mountain Dew. Um, he's, I mean, he's had plenty of caffeine in his life, but never Mountain Dew. So I guess you guys learned the hard way. I didn't have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's, that's really funny. So you really don't want me on a uh, Mountain Dew either. So I'm staying away from the energy drinks as well. Brad Jewett's the first one in. So we're always going to say, the first one in on the hangover, it's Brad. Brad says sad. Brad is sad. And bad is reading that Brad is sad. So that lad, Brad is sad, says bad. 
Okay, with that being said, Sean Manahan throws in a hashtag bad company too. We've got a hello from Jared Devil, Clarence Washington. Nap is in. George Teston's in. It's great to see all our friends. More of you rolling in. We might not be seeing some friends from Facebook tonight, fellas, because mm -hmm. Facebook has been suffering outages all day. I don't know yeah. if... Uh, I, I don't know... Rumor has it that Matt Canada is running Facebook now. And the power is out of uh, the uh, the Facebook offense. So, all right, uh, I had to try that joke. Uh, I feel like Johnny Carson with a oh that one didn't work. It's like who wrote the, that one? Yeah, I wrote that one. Um, is this thing on? But uh, it's it's great to see everybody in, and and you know what? It's it's nice to have this show the the hangover because we celebrate when the Steelers do well. And we are going to, uh, we're going to be mad and we're going to be looking for answers when they aren't doing well. And there's so many things that we're, we're looking at here and that's the crux of the show. And it's called, it's time to play the Steelers blame game. <laughs> Tony, is there a lot of blame to go around? Let's not go deep into it. Let's just say, is it one person? Is it one entity? Or is, is it just everywhere? I think it's one person right now. Okay. Marty, we'll go into who that person is later. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't want the position. We'll just, we'll just wait on that. Shannon White. The blame. Who all are we blaming? Not specifics. Just is it more than one person? Is it in the entire organization? It's a lot of different positions, uh, especially the offense, uh, a lot of uh, injuries, um, and a lot of work needs to be done. <clears throat> All right. So that's that's it. So, And why are we blaming anybody? Well, the Steelers started the season out 1-0 beating a very good Buffalo team. And that Buffalo team has not lost since. And in the last two weeks, they've shut everybody out. I mean, they've shut teams out the last two. Was it the last two weeks? Or was it in week two when they, when did they beat Miami? They beat Miami in week two. They shut out Miami. Yeah. Can't remember back. what, what happened in week three with Buffalo. But I know I... they shut out, they shut out the Texans yesterday. Um, but they're they're on a nice roll. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers woke that team up. If oh, you yeah. if you want to know the truth, I mean, and I really think that uh, that they definitely look like the team to beat, especially with the Chiefs not looking like the the team to beat so far. But you know, the Bills looking good. So if you look at yeah, they gave up twenty one points to Washington in week two. In excuse me, in week three. But 35 nothing win over the Dolphins and a 40 nothing win over the Bills, but they put 43 up against Washington. So if you look at that, they are averaging, you know, close to 35 points a game. I can't do the math in my head, but uh, I don't know. Are, are you a math genius there, uh, Shannon? Uh, no. They've scored 134 points so far. So if you look at that, 
then that is a that's a pretty good number when you divide it by four. And I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm not looking at the live chat. They are scoring 33.5 points per game on the young season. Um, not the first quarter of the season because there's an extra game. So you can't break the season up in two quarters now at this point unless you uh, you take the first four games in the first quarter <laughs> of, <laughs> of week five. That's that's the best way to do it if you want quarters. But And we're so spoiled with that because they've been playing 16 games since 1978 in a season. So there you go. But yeah, so the Steelers, they lost yesterday again to the Green Bay Packers. Not again, but just to the Packers, but again. And right. so when you're looking at this game, I was kind of saying that that game wasn't exactly winnable like the other games were, but yeah, it was. They had a lead. They could have been out to a 14 nothing lead. They they seemed to be rolling. And then the bottom dropped out. So I'm going to start with some knee-jerk reactions to what you were thinking with that game. And I'm going to start with Shannon White. I'm not as upset as I was last week because I didn't – I expected him to beat the Bengals um, and to play much better than they did against the Raiders. Uh, but last week – uh, against the Bengals, you started to realize that some of these problems are not going to be easily fixed. It wasn't just a, a bad half or a bad game. You know, going back to last season, I think they've lost, what, seven out of eight or something like that. So you're starting to talk about a half of a season that, the you know, after an 11-0 start, now they can't win. Um, so a lot of these problems um, are not going to be fixed uh, quickly. I, I preached patience at the beginning of the year because I expected there to be some struggles. But so I wasn't as – I'm not as upset because I was concerned that they weren't going to be able to win yesterday. Um, but I did see some positives, and, and I'm going to choose to focus on that as we go along tonight. Tony, can you expound on that, or what are your own thoughts? I'm just gonna be honest. This is a hard team for me to watch right now. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to get up to watch the, these games, and because I, I kind of expected it to be the kind of game that it was. Obviously, you don't, you don't anticipate the uh, things happening like the block field goal and stuff like that. But and, and then the missed throws to, to to the receivers. But uh, it's just a hard, it's a hard team to watch because as Shannon alluded to, it this goes back to last year, and now this is what eight out of ten that they've lost and. Uh, yesterday was a ninth straight game that they've trailed by two scores or more in a game, and, and even once that they've won. So that's not indicative of a good team, and, and this is clearly not a, a slump anymore. It's a, it's a trend, and this is who this team is. Um, and as Shannon said, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I have more faith in the defense right now, although not anything not not because of what happened yesterday. I don't think the defense was that particularly that great on Sunday, but I think they have the they have the uh, the horses to when they're firing in all cylinders to be one of the top five or six units, if not one of the top two units or top unit in the NFL, but the offense, I just don't know where, what, what can be done other than, you know, making some major changes. I really, I mean, it, you know, Ben showed some flashes, but he's so talented over, like he's such a talented player, you know, in his prime he was anyway, 
that he's going to show flashes, even at the age of 39. But I'm, I'm, I'm losing faith in the fact, you know, whether or not he can, he can be consistent anymore and ever get into a rhythm again. Yeah. So I, I agree with what you're both saying there. This was one of these things I'm watching this game and I'm thinking they come out, they're playing. Gosh, they score. This is something that we haven't talked about. They scored right away. When right. does when has that happened? When was the last time nobody has talked about the fact that they broke that streak of 13 and they scored on their first drive? That's correct. They scored on their first drive, right? Right. Yeah, very first. Yeah. We first should be celebrating in, in, in that. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean 13 weeks, 13 games. It has right. not happened and they came out. It looked like the message was received. It looked like they were going to start doing things. I didn't think the defense looked that good either. No, but no. there was a, pa- the, a there was a pass rush, and the pass rush was better. I thought the offensive line looked better in this mm-hmm. game. I I feel like the the receivers are getting separation, and they were playing without one of their best receivers. We talked about we uh, talked to our good friend. Cliff Harris is still a punk. You might know him as Coach KT Smith. And he said on the Slack channel, he said, it is not the receivers. The receiver, Juju was getting separation. Juju was running the right route. The defensive backs, I don't think the defensive backs looked great. There were only three pass breakups. One by Loudermilk. One by Joe Schobert on the sidelines, which was almost an interception, but he was out of bounds. And a very nice one by Joe Hayden. The problem is, wasn't enough. So you look at something, you can, now we can look at people that were not playing on the field too. We can look at that. But if you're talking about players on the field, and this is where it's funny because half the live chat's going to uh, say, he's got to go. The others are going to say, we're bashing him too hard. I am a Ben apologist and I've always, He's been, I probably always will be. I'm a Ben backer, but he missed those throws. And if he makes those throws, it's a different ball game. So we can talk about putting the blame on Ben. We're not going to go there yet. That's, it's not that time in the game to do that. Now we can look at people that aren't on the field. We could look at Kevin Colbert. And I'm just throwing names out here. I'm not saying that they're the blame. This is what we're going to decipher. Because some people are saying, shouldn't have drafted offense. I mean, offensive skill players in the first two rounds, like they did. They should have gotten offensive linemen. At that point in the draft, when they got Najee Harris, I think they were going to go Najee Harris anyways. But in that, that point in the draft, the superstar lineman was not available. I thought they did. I I still contend that they have one of the best offensive players in the draft. And I love the fact that they got Najee Harris. So I'm not complaining about that. So let's even throw Kevin Colbert out of the mix. You look here on the live chat. Some people are saying that Mike Tomlin has no urgency because his job is safe. So that's a guy you can look at. I made a joke earlier about the Facebook power outage and I'm saying, Hey, 
there's an outage. They they are getting no output. Does that mean Matt Canada's in charge? I like Matt Canada. I don't even know if he's in charge. I don't know if Ben's calling the shots. I don't know. I don't know if Matt Canada's calling the shots. But some of those plays, I thought were awful. Ben Roethlisberger set an all-time record yesterday. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. He's the only NFL quarterback in history to complete passes on fourth down and not get the conversion. Two, to do two passes on first down and not get a conversion in the same game. So with that being said, does it go back to Ben? Does it go to the play calling? Let, let's just talk about that. Let's blame. Let's play the blame game of the fourth down conversions. Who gets the blame for that? Is it not execution? Is it lack of execution, or is it terrible play calling? Tony, I start with you. I think it's, I think it's lack of execution. I think if you got your eighteen year quarterback, he, he's like just getting rid of the ball so quickly behind the chains. You know, on the one play, I think they were showing Pat Fryermuth was was open down the seam, and he didn't even look at him. He just threw it right to, to Harris in, in the flat, and that was what. Uh, behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, I think it's execution. He's not, for whatever reason, on these calls, he's going to his first read and he's not even trying to uh, to survey the field, even even a little bit. That's that's my observation. Shannon White. I agree. Uh, there was reports today that they've taken away Ben's uh, ability to change the play at the line. I don't know if that's true or not. So Ben's always been aggressive and like to go down the field. Uh, they changed some last year, and some of it has to do with the line play. But I thought the line was better yesterday. Uh, Haig held up much better than Oakleford had been. Green had his best game yet as a pro and had his best score with PFF. Uh, there was struggles, but there was some pocket there that – and being just not an arm issue, an accuracy issue. He got excited and, and he missed Juju on a couple of passes that would have been big plays. But those fourth down calls, that's three of them now, and they make no sense. And it doesn't resemble the Ben Roethlisberger of 18 years. This is – he's always really aggressive. The Now when it's a short, they, they want to throw long. And when it's long, they want to throw behind the line of scrimmage to try to get the it, – it's backwards for some reason. So I don't think there's a comfort level at all between being in Canada and this offense. They don't have a no huddle still uh, or very many plays in it. And that's – you know, everybody's saying that. So there is a disconnect, and, and I'm not sure how they're going to fix it. Absolutely. Uh, Tony. Shannon just said, "Not sure how he's gonna, how they're going to fix it. Is there even a fix in 2021?" Um, I, I don't know at this point. It's been so the struggle has gone on so long. Um, I mean, even yes, even when they do uh, sort of establish a run, Najee Harris averaged 4.1 yards per carry, but it just didn't seem like it was effective. Really, it just it seemed like there was any kind of rhythm to the running game. So. I don't know if it's if, if it's if it's using Harris more, uh, you know, but I think I, I think it, it, it to me at this point it doesn't seem like it, it, it's fixable. But that's just 
right now. As you said, it's not even a quarter of the way through the year officially now because they have 17 games. But it just doesn't feel like it's fixable at this point because it's gone on for so long. And it seems like it's the same thing week in and week out. And, and, it, and, and whatever progress you do see is so minimal, it doesn't give you any hope that it can change. So that's what I mean. It's like you want to see at least incremental progress from week to week, and you really haven't seen that. I mean, yesterday was maybe <laughs> their best offensive performance, and they still only produced 17 points. So it just doesn't seem like – I just don't see where the light is. I know I'm sounding really negative, but it just doesn't feel like there's any light at the end of the tunnel at this point. When should we stop saying the words, it's only blank, excuse me, it's only week blank? Because right now we could easily say it's only week four. When do we stop saying that, Shannon? There's two games, home games coming up. If they find a way to win, you got to look at it one game at a time right now. If they they got to just focus all their efforts on beating Denver, whatever they have to do, uh, throw egos out the window, throw whose offense it is out the window, it doesn't matter. Beat Denver, and then you focus on the next week. If you can win that, you're back to three and three. If they lose the next two weeks, and they've not been playing good at home at all for a good while now, then you got to look at that. It was replaced being whatever it is, because at that point you're basically playing for a draft pick. Right. These next two games now have become must-win situations uh, this early in the season, but that's the truth. They can't afford to go one and five and in, in, in the best division in football. Uh, all the the Bengals, the the Browns, and the Ravens, uh, three and one, and Steelers are down on the bottom, and they're not they're not used to being there and and I hope to God they don't like it because mm-hmm. uh, they shouldn't like it. Steelers Nation shouldn't like it. And nobody should feel comfortable and safe about their position right now. And that's Tomlin, that's Ben, that's anybody. Because uh, it's not, you know, it's not – the product on the field does not represent the organization and what they've been uh, for, what, 40 years? So yeah. it has to improve. <clears throat> Tony, let's go back in the time machine. Let's go back to 2002. Team starts out one and three. There was a quarterback change in week three. At the end of the week three game against the Cleveland Browns, Cordell Stewart was taken out. They were down by two scores. Tommy Maddox comes back, ties the game, goes to overtime, and the Steelers win it. They lose the next week to a very good New Orleans Saints team and end up in the playoffs, losing in the second round of the Tennessee Titans. Great the, year. It was it, it was one of our favorite favorite years with touchdown Tommy Maddox, Tommy Gunn. Great. But here's the question. Does this team have any of that in them? Is there any 2002 in this team? <laughs> Well, see, the, the core of that 2002 team, uh, with the exception of a few players who weren't around, who weren't here yet, you know, meaning, you know, namely Ben and Troy Palomalu. I mean, that was the team that went on to win that 2005 Super Bowl in a few years. So I, I can't say that that that, that there is. Um, gosh, and, and you know how that that would cha- how that season changed. And that was. The, as you you know, Cordell, you go from Cordell Stewart to Tommy Maddox, but it's gonna be a lot harder to do that this time because, you know, obviously it's 
it, it's a you're talking about a sacred cow and Ben Roethlisberger and and and, and asking him to, to to you know take a take a seat on the bench in favor of either either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins and you know I don't know that that would you talk about the Cleveland playoff loss being a way to go out him being benched would be what a horrible way for him to go out so I, I don't I don't know at this point if they have that in them because they um. I think that because that team was coming up off of a, a great playoff run the year before uh, 2001, whereas this team kind of collapsed down the stretch last year. So it just doesn't, it doesn't appear that, that, that there, there's that in it, but we didn't, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody saw the 2002 thing coming either. So uh, hopefully they can surprise us. I want to bring up a comment by vodka drinker. And I can tell you what, there's so many amazing comments in the comment section right now. Um, if you do want yours going to the top of the queue, please go ahead and fill out a super chat and we can put you at the top of the queue. But this is a really good question. Actually, it's not really a question. It's uh, he, it's He's pondering. I'm still wondering how we beat the Bills on the road. That's a good ball team. Yeah. This team beat the Buffalo Bills in week one. And we just talked about how they're averaging 33 points a game. And if you take... If you take the 16 that they scored, they're scoring so much more than that. They're uh, in in week one. They would be uh, that would be 118 points a game. That's almost what 40 points a game in the last three. So this team is putting it up. You've got to remember, this team beat the Buffalo Bills. Did the Buffalo Bills beat themselves, or did the Steelers beat them? That's something we're going to ask when we come back from break. We're also going to ask the question that everybody wants to answer. Who is to blame for the Steelers' one and three start ultimately? And is the quarterback on the roster that could save the 2021 season? We're going to do that when we come back right after this. If you are on YouTube, because Facebook's not here, because of the Facebook outages. So if you're on YouTube, go ahead and just stick around. If you're checking us out on any of the family of podcasts that you download your favorite podcast on, hopefully it's something from behind the steel curtain. If you are just switch on over to part two, we will be back right after this on the Steelers hangover. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 